and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to women in the music industry and the challenges that they face. Each episode features songs by your new favorite band and where you can find them. Come on, the show is starting. I'll see you guys at the front. and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 49. It's been a minute since I've made an episode and that's because I've been on an unannounced hiatus, mostly because I'm just fucking exhausted and just been super uninspired lately, unfortunately. And I did a lot of mental health recovery traveling this last month, so it's been kind of busy and my God, it's just been a lot. (laughs) It's literally been a lot. A lot has actually happened since the last time that I was here, let alone recorded, because the last time that I recorded was longer than the last episode that was put up. And there was a lot going on there. And I still, I'm still proud of that episode. And I still like what me and Pat put out, but um, definitely a lot going on during that time. And I'm glad that that's not happening anymore. But yeah, so it's just been it's been a lot. I don't know how else to uh, describe it. And to be honest, I don't think I'm officially ready to come back to making regular content. You know, if it, if it happens, it happens. I mean, um, the way that I do this podcast isn't really um, thought out (laughs) to say the least. Um, Usually if I get an idea, I sit down at the computer, I type it out and I record that same day and put it out. It's very um, kind of impulsive to be honest. I don't really plan a lot of stuff out when it comes to the podcast. Um, Everything else in my life is pretty planned out. But um, when it comes to this, I don't really plan a lot out, especially um, episodes with Pat. Um, Me and Christy do have something planned. It's going to be a Twilight episode and I just haven't had the time to devote to writing because that's going to be a lot of writing and I just want to make it good because I know people are a fan of Twilight and I want to do it justice and also um, bring up a lot of good points and just have a lot of fun with it so um, I know you shouldn't really plan fun but um, this one's going to require some planning so um, maybe I'll come back sooner rather than later Um, it really depends but as of right now I don't really feel the um, I I just can't do it (laughs) I I don't know how else to do, uh to describe it but I'm just not uh mentally ready to sit down and just um do it um my brain literally just needed a break and it still kind of needs a break um it just going and going and at this point it's just going into this spiral and it's just going to be in some vortex I'm not interested in seeing right now so yeah um I'm doing this episode because I just wanted to actually put something out and this was actually supposed to happen a while ago. Um, I was supposed to put this episode out in like August and um, it just never happened because I was either waiting for Pat or I was just lazy or I just didn't have the time or other things were happening and it's just there's a lot of excuses. But anyway, so I'm sitting here besides all that um I'm finally doing a song by song review of Troy Sivan's album Bloom that dropped in August and it dropped with an absolute bang anybody that was on Twitter the day that it dropped knows that everybody was super stoked for this record um Haley Williams of Paramore were was praising it up and down uh every artist on the planet was praising it up and down to be honest she just comes to mind because um Troy was on the cover of I believe Paper Magazine and he was wearing um poser paste from her brand Good Die Young and um yeah 
that's the only reason why she sticks out like a sore thumb in my mind but a lot of people were super stoked on this record i myself you know being one of those people the record was highly anticipated since Troy dropped Dance to This, which was his collab with Ariana Grande, who, you know, is killing it right now. Can't wait for her video for Thank You Next. And personally, I feel it's the best song of the year. I know that's a super bold statement, but I'm saying it. I've said it on Twitter and I'm saying it on here. And I do believe it's the best collaboration of our generation. I know bold of me to say I know people are probably going to be like well what about this collab and this collab no this is the best collab of our generation I don't care period don't at me and my 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 was on the radio for a quick second uh it was enough of a second to get my attention at least and I have ever since become the biggest choice of on fan in recent months and found out he is the artist behind the song youth which was heavily rotated on the radio in 2015 if I remember correctly that was the year that his album um came out that the song is from it's called blue neighborhood it's a banger and a half of a record definitely check it out um i bought it on vinyl a couple months ago and haven't put it down since blue neighborhood has absolutely become quickly one of my favorite records that i definitely have on my rotation i have at least like five songs from that record on my rebel hearts playlist on spotify um, i will link to that in the show notes a lot of people have been asking for it recently because i've been posting a lot of songs on instagram stories and I've been getting a lot of asks about them and people are really stoked and they've been asking me if I have a playlist and all of that. So yes, there is a Rebel Hearts playlist. I update it every once in a while. Um, I just updated it, I think like a couple weeks ago. It's got like almost 400 songs on it. It's a mix of everything that I listen to, everything that inspires me, things that I like. It's It's got a lot going on there. There's definitely something for everybody on there. Um, a lot of touche more. <laughs> and yeah that's basically all I listen to anyway so um definitely check it out it's going to be in the show notes if you don't have Spotify um do screenshots of every song that's on there because they're all really great and I definitely think that everybody should listen to more music than they currently listen to definitely expand your horizons because that's something that everybody should do including myself so anyway back to Troy Sivan um you guys, I've done these, I've done like, what, five of these, maybe six. I don't, I don't know what I do anymore. I don't even know what I'm doing now. But um, I've done a couple of these in case you're new here. Hi, welcome. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a few seconds of every song off this record. And I'm going to talk about each individual song just for a little bit and kind of give you guys a taste of what this album is about. And I definitely think that it's one that you guys should pay attention to. So... If you're ready, which I won't know if you are or not because you're listening and this is already pre-recorded, but let's do this. <laughs> Track one is called 17 and it's a very strong way to start a record, I think personally. The song, I'm going to take the wildest common sense guess and go based off the lyrics and say that it's about Troy losing his virginity at the age of 17. It's very beautifully written and also has a really good punch in the chorus that really sucks you in while also singing along and makes you almost forget about your own story about losing your own virginity, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. So here's 17. Boy becomes a man now, can tell a man to slow down. He'll just do whatever, do whatever he wants. I went on looking for love when I was 17 Maybe a little too young, but it was really me And in the heat of the night, saw things I've never seen 
So that was track one, 17. Track two is my favorite song and dream makeout song. It's called My My My, which again, like I said, had a quick moment on the radio. And before I even knew who Teresa Vaughn was, I bought it off iTunes and played it nonstop. Now I still play it nonstop, but now I have feelings involved with it. So that's a whole different animal in itself but my 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 is still the ultimate bop it has one of the coolest beats on a song and i don't know if it's intentional or not but troy has a way to make every single word he says sound just so sensual and sexy and it's just all around a good song and i just fuck with it really hard and i just want to dance to it i want to make out to it i want to yeah so here's my 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 So that was track two, My My My. Track three is called The Good Side, a song I originally was not a fan of, to be quite honest, when I first heard it. It reminds me of Tomorrow Never Came featuring Sean Ono Lennon from um, Lana Del Rey's album Lust for Life, which if you listen to part two of that review episode with Pat, you'll know why. Um, definitely check out that episode because um, Pat had a lot of really cool things to say about Lana Del Rey's record and um, I mean check out part one too obviously duh but um, that was a really cool review to do especially with somebody who's a huge Lana Del Rey fan like Pat is and um, I was never really a big fan of Lana Del Rey and I fell in love with that record and it's just it's a really good review episode so if you're into this or you know, just want to listen to something else, definitely check out at least part one of that review episode because it was really cool. And um, Pat is my favorite music person to have on this podcast. So definitely check it out. But anyway, I just kind of hate anything slow and acoustic as I've gotten older and my taste in music has shifted. So listening to something like this just really wasn't my thing. But now listening to it while preparing for this episode, because I did re-listen to the record and... um was listening to the songs and everything and trying to come up with what I felt about them because it's been a while since the last time I played the record um, front to back. Um, I actually do appreciate it now. Troy's voice is very soft and it isn't doing his usual breathy power vocal. If you know what I'm talking about, I don't even really know what I'm talking about. But um, like compared to My 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 where he's very breathy and he's very you know sensual and everything, this is a lot different. He's very... Um, just kind of straightforward there's no breathing or any extras it's just kind of like him singing which is very different from the beginning of the record to be honest so I definitely think that there's a place for the song um, here it's not really I don't know how to describe it but this whole record is filled with huge pop statements and a lot of experimenting um, as the record goes on you kind of hear that I hope you hear that I I hear it but um, yeah so that's all I really have to say about this song unfortunately but you guys can uh, decide for yourselves. Here is the good side. The good side of things. 
I got the good side of life Traveled the universe twice So many thoughts I wanted to share But I didn't call cause it that was track three, The Good Side. Track four is the title track, which is called Bloom. What's funny about this song is that when it came out before the record did, uh, it was rumored to be a song about bottoming. <laughs> I remember, um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but me and Pat were sitting outside on uh, my deck and he put on he put on Bloom and he goes, I think this song is about bottoming. And I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty bold. And uh, I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics, to be honest. Um, I think I was like writing something or I really wasn't uh, paying attention. But he's like, no, it, it definitely is. And I was like, okay, I, I trust you. <laughs> but uh, it was later confirmed by Troy himself in a later interview. But after the record came out, he firmly said, end quote, 100% absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you have common sense and you've actually paid attention to the lyrics, um, which I should have done that day but he really isn't being remotely subtle about it in any of the lyrics whatsoever there's no uh, mistaking that but the chorus has a very dancey and fun beat which is really cool and while you get to scream lyrics about bottoming you get to have a good time which is something I totally love about his music. He has these really intimate lyrics that are always super straightforward and really no sugarcoating. I mean, he'll he'll throw a metaphor in there and whatnot, like, you know, bloom and uh, plum and all of these other things. But for the most part, yeah, he's pretty much straightforward about everything, which is awesome. And I love that about him. Um, I was telling Pat... Um, I don't remember when it was, but I was talking to him and I said, the thing that I like about Troy Sivan's music is that he's unapologetically um, using male pronouns because Troy Sivan is a gay man. Um, he just kind of doesn't have any fear about it, which I love. He's just kind of writing songs about men and, you know, in these very sexual lyrics and all of that. And I just love seeing that. And I love him being just kind of unapologetic about it he's just you know hey I'm gay that doesn't define who I am it's not really anything more it's just this is the kind of person that I like to date this is you know I don't know what I'm trying to say but yeah I really love that Troy Sivan unapologetically always uses male pronouns in all of his songs and he does it a lot I mean this entire album is basically about you know getting it on with a dude and I'm here for it so uh yeah I'm all about Bloom. I'm all about him singing about bottoming. And here is Bloom. Baby, I need you to tell me right before it goes down. Promise me you'll hold my hand if I get scared now. Might tell you to take a second, baby, slow it down. You should know I, you should know I. That was track four, the title track, which is called Bloom. Track five is called Postcard. And this is the song everyone was flipping out about on the 
on the day that it dropped um, on Twitter, at least. I, I don't really follow any other social media when it comes to music because Twitter is just always um, buzzing when stuff comes out. A lot of musicians are on Twitter. So I usually only look at Twitter when it comes to music dropping and everything. But this was the crying my eyes out song for everyone you asked who listened to it. I even remember texting Pat when I heard the album because I listened to it before he did. I think I was like in the car or something and he had work or whatever. But I think my exact words to him were, you are going to get so fucked up when you hear Postcard. It's this piano ballad, which again is something I don't usually gravitate towards, but literally Troy Sivan at this point could read a shopping list acapella and I would be like, yes, girl, do it. I love this. But uh, this song kind of breaks your heart also because of the lyrical content and the way that he kind of sings it. It sounds almost as if he isn't over the situation that he was writing the lyrics about. And this dramatic piano chorus over his almost grit vocal will probably ruin your entire week, to be completely honest with you. Uh, also, the end of the song, he does a slower version of the intro to 17 and kind of extends it. Uh, what is that about Troy Sivan? Why are you trying to ruin my entire life, let alone my entire week? I, I don't understand. Why are you like this? But anyway, sorry in advance. Hope your day is over before you listen to this episode, because here's Postcard. I sent you a postcard from Tokyo, baby. You never picked it up. I even wrote it in Japanese, baby. You didn't give a fuck Cause I don't sleep like your body's on me I won't feel right until we can be Underneath everything that's between, yeah Yeah, I'm undone, I'm about to bust in my seams Cause I am picturing you beside me So let me be everything that you need, yeah But you're still picking me up don't put me back down like it's nothing to ya. Yeah, you're still picking me up. Don't you put me back down? Hope you guys aren't crying too much because that was track five called Postcard. Track six, finally, it's the best song of the year. Yes, finally talking about dance to this. I literally listen to this song so often, I think Spotify is going to block it from my rotation and say, damn girl, you got to pick something else today, at least. Give it a rest. But seriously, from the second that this song starts, I already want to just like make out to it. And yes, there's a theme here. <laughs> if you have a playlist for making out and Troy Sivan isn't on it at least three times, you're doing everything wrong and you just need to correct that immediately. Originally, when the song dropped, uh, Kate had actually done a video reacting to it before I even listened to it because I really wasn't super into Troy Sivan's music yet. I really wasn't paying attention. I don't know what the hell I was doing back then, but it clearly was not right so sorry to um my future self because i was so stupid back then but we're here now that's all that matters and she said that his vocals were super low and she expected more and it was just um she originally wasn't that big of a fan of it and although i agree with her about his vocals being low and kind of expecting more originally i think it totally works for this song now listening to it you know 500 times a day 
In fact, she and I did a collab reaction video to the music video for Dance to This about like two months ago when we were in Nashville together. I'll link it in the show notes if you guys are interested. It's really just me talking about how I want to adopt Troy Sivan and just promoting all of his albums and badly lip syncing to the song and just crying. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch that, be my guest. It's it's actually a pretty good um, video because me and Kate are just hysterical. But anyway... The guitar and the random five-second drum at the end. Oh, my gosh. I just, I live for it. Ariana's smooth and beautiful. Ugh, see, I can't even talk because this song is just that good. Um, her beautiful part, the way that their voices mesh together, his low, like, sexy, sultry voice, and then her being kind of low and just, like, doing her little power vocal over it, and then him just being him. It's just like, oh my gosh, how do you not love this song? I, I don't understand. But this song just, every time I listen, it just absolutely ruins me. It destroys my whole life. I just live for it. I mean, how do you just how do you just listen to the song and not like want at least at the very least just like a move to it so song of the year hands down you can't change my mind thank you next here's dance to this we can just dance to this that was track six the iconic dance to this track seven is called plum i don't actually love or hate the song i think it's a classic choice of on song it sounds like a more upgraded version of something that he would put on blue neighborhood but i just don't think it stands out like the rest of the album at this point that in the track listing we have heard so much dynamic sounds and just everything possible i mean we had the piano we had all of the really cool beats we had a lot of drums we had the guitar there's just a lot going on in the track listing at this point that you know track seven we're kind of rearing towards the end and it's just not really continuing the momentum so to speak I know that sounds bad but it's just an honest opinion he did however throw a piano in there for a second at the end just to give us a little spice so I guess that's good but yeah I don't have a lot of feelings about plum so I guess you guys can just listen to it for a quick second You've been keeping me up in a mouth of words I think I want to speak Instead I'm wasting my time Just pressing rewind To all the nights we shared The ripest peach or pear But change is in the air Whoa. Maybe our time is gone When he said Peach, I instantly thought about that scene in Call Me By Your Name and now I'm traumatized all over again, you guys. Oh my God. If you watched the movie or if you read the book or both, you know exactly the scene I'm talking about and I'm just crying on the inside. Troy, why are you like this? Anyway, that was track seven. It's called Plum. Track eight is called What a Heavenly, Heavenly Way to Die. Wow. I can't 
speak at all. Anyway, he must have either been listening to a lot of the Smiths when he wrote this song or he's just a super big 500 Days of Summer fan. We'll never know. I do really like the song though. It's not as pronounced as the other songs. It's kind of slow but still keeps kind of a steady beat so it's something that keeps my attention. I really like his lyrics in it. I think it stands out as far as it being different enough where it doesn't get lost on the way, you know, the way Plum does to be honest but not enough where it competes with like dance to this or my 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 so yeah this is what a heavenly way to die taking it all what a heavenly way to die what a time to be That was track eight, What a Heavenly Way to Die. Track nine is called Lucky Strike. And to be honest, I wasn't super sold on this song either at first, the way I wanted to be. And I really wanted to be. I was super um, into the way it was named and I thought it was going to be a lot different than it was. And it was a little disappointing. However, I was in North Carolina visiting my friend Chad a couple weeks ago and he told me that he was super into the song so we listened to it together and I was instantly feeling it you know the second that the beat was kind of hitting and everything maybe I just needed a different headspace maybe I just needed to hear it with somebody that was actually into the song I don't know what it was but I was totally feeling um a different uh mindset for it I was definitely living it was great I was dancing to it I loved it And I think that this is totally a song that would get people moving on the dance floor. I mean, for people that like, I guess, go out, I can't really relate. So I don't know. But I'm assuming that this is what would get people moving on a dance floor if that's what they like to do. But um, there's a lot going on beat wise in this song and Troy doing his signature low intimate vocal that I'm sure his boyfriend lives for because if he's not living for it, then he's got to get a new boyfriend because I'm living for it and there's literally no reason not to live for it. So yeah, this is just a really good song on the record, I think now, you know, after I've listened to it a couple of times. So here is Lucky Strike. Oh, don't want to miss a second of this boy. We'll tighten love me longer. My boy like a queen, unlike one you ever see. He knows how to love me better. He knows how to love me better. He hit a dopamine higher than I've ever been. He knows how to love me better. Cause you're safe like springtime, short days, long nights, boy. Tell me all the way for love. That was track nine, Lucky Strike. We have reached the end of this very short record with track 10, which is called Animal. Unfortunately, my least favorite song on this record, but I don't say that meaning it's a bad song. I just think that the first half of this record hits so hard and then kind of falls off for me a bit. And the song doesn't punch as close to the way 17 does as an opener so to me it isn't really super memorable I expected him to go off on this song especially with a name like animal I was really expecting a huge punch even punchier than 17 but it just starts off way too slow for me 
that I can't even really stay interested and it doesn't really pick up at all except for like the last couple of seconds and it's just way too late for my last two brain cells to sit through at that point. So I'm not really the best person to review this song, I think, because anything that starts off slow instantly gets one less star from me until I listen to it multiple times and then maybe it grows on me. But however... Despite everything I've said, I do think that as far as closing songs go, it does a good job at that. Just for me, I want something like 17 to take me home from something that I really enjoyed because I did enjoy the entire record. Um, it's not like I don't enjoy Animal. It's just I don't enjoy it the way that I enjoy, you know, My 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 or Dance This or even Bloom. But this does remind me of the way I felt when um, I was reviewing Powder, which is the song uh, the closing song off of Now Now's 2018 record Saved. Um, you guys can check that out as well. I don't remember what episode it is off the top of my head, but I did review that record and um, I wasn't really super stoked on Powder as a closing song, but um, it got really weird towards the end and I thought it was cool. But as far as a closing song goes, it was just kind of meh as compared to a really good record. So they definitely both have that same feeling to me. Loved both records like both songs I just think that they could have hit harder I think they could have been punchier for an ending song but hey what the hell do I know so you guys can decide for yourself here's Animal Days fly by We'll be more than getting through Troye Sivan is just way too powerful. He could only give us 10 songs because we just weren't ready for more. His mind, truly. As always, I'm giving this a rating as I do every um, album that I review and it's getting a solid 9 out of 10 for me. Why it's not getting a 10 out of 10 is simply because it's just such a short record that having two songs that I wasn't absolutely in love with kind of makes it hard for me to give it 100%. Um, however, this record is really great and Troy has some of the best written lyrics out of anyone in his genre and maybe the entire year. I just really appreciate all of his honest and genuine lyrics because it's really hard to find that in his genre. I mean, I'm going to classify him as a, as a pop artist, even though he's not really that pop. But I guess if I had to classify him, that's what I would put him in. But it's just so hard to find lyrics nowadays that are just like really heartfelt and genuine. I mean, Ariana Grande just put out Thank You Next, which obviously couldn't get more genuine and blunt. I mean, she's singing literally about her ex-boyfriends with their names in the lyrics. And um, I thought that was so bold and I really loved it. And I think that Troy Sivan is just one of those genuine artists who really wants to just make music and just wants to put his heart out there. And as somebody who loves music and is super all about feelings and expressing that, I can get behind that. So good on Troy Sivan. I definitely think that Bloom was a more mature upgrade from Blue Neighborhood, although Blue Neighborhood was a really incredible record. But I definitely think he stepped out of his comfort zone a little bit with um, Bloom. He was definitely more straightforward. I mean, 
he does have songs on Blue Neighborhood that do talk about, you know, male relationships. He does have Lost Boy. He does have Fools. He has The Quiet. I mean, those songs are on my playlist. They're awesome. But um, definitely Bloom is more so like, hey, I'm going to grab you and I'm going to kiss you. And then this is a song about me losing my virginity and all of that. So I'm definitely um, giving him props for all of those lyrics and just sticking true to who he is. So I can't wait for his third record to come out whenever that is. No rush on that, Troy. <laughs> but I'm stoked to see the progression from Bloom because Bloom was just so bold that I hope that he continues to be genuine and honest, which I think he will be. So that's really all I got today. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to do something simple today just because I have been wanting to get back to doing this, but I just didn't know what to do just yet as far as, you know, making real content because this is this is just fun. You know, I, I love this record and I just wanted to talk about it and play some songs from it. So I don't really consider this um, real content because what I do is um, talk about music and talk about sexism and talk about um, issues and I just wasn't ready to take that on yet. I really do, at the end of the day, love this podcast, you know, at the bare bones of it. I mean, I, I built it with my own two hands and I'm really proud of it. And it's just a lot of emotional labor that um, takes to do it. And I don't know if anybody ever really will understand that. I don't know if people realize that. I mean, I know I've said it before, but it really is emotional labor making these episodes. And I mean, I... I love doing it. Um, it is a labor of love at the end of the day, but it's still labor. And I'm just not ready to put something out there that I'm not proud of because everything that I've put out on this podcast, I'm extremely proud of at the end of the day. Sometimes when I put something out, I kind of like cringe at it or I'm like, oh God, why did I say that? Or why did I make that dumb joke or something? But at the end of the day, all 48 episodes up until now, I've been incredibly proud of and I I did build this by myself so um, I can't possibly put something out that I'm not proud of so I just want you guys to know that um, I'll I'll be back when I don't know it's not going to be that long but um, I do want to put something out that I put my whole heart into um, like I was mentioning earlier I do want to do that Twilight episode with Christy um, I've been begging Pat to do something with me at some point maybe we'll talk about Ariana Grande's new video when it comes out maybe we'll talk about something else I know that there is a lot going on in the music industry right now it's just um, I've been putting a pin in it and kind of saving it for later so yeah it's just at the heart of this podcast it's to educate and to talk about issues and I just feel that um, if I'm not ready to put something out that's going to be beneficial for listeners it's just not worth doing so um, it's been a wild few months and being put on display has been super difficult for me to even process let alone navigate and it's just putting out another episode for people to either digest or pick apart was absolutely terrifying um, even up until this moment, um, I mean, people can pick this apart if they want. It's my opinions about an album. So <laughs> whatever you think about it is to each his own. I don't care about that. But it's just putting another episode out for people to pick apart was too much to add into the mix of everything that's going on right now. And I'm just like not mentally prepared for it. So, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed me ranting about Troy Savon today because it was really fun. And I've been trying to do this for like months. So 
yeah, if you want to hear me rant more about Troy Sivan, um, I'll tell you guys where you can find me ranting about Troy Sivan. But um, before I go, I will play a song. Um, it's by one of my favorite bands of all time. They're a band called Tiger's Jaw. They dropped an album uh, last year, I think, came out. Uh, Spin came out in 2017, I believe. And this song has just been playing in my head over and over again. And I just felt that I had to play it because lots of feelings going on today and in this episode. So the song is called Escape Plan. Um, I get really <laughs> get super emo when I hear it. Um, I just saw them play live twice um, for their 10-year anniversary tour for their self-titled. And I was just like an emotional mess the entire time for both shows. And they were like a month apart. So it was crazy. A lot happened in that one month. But I really do love this song. I love Tiger's Jaw. I will always love Tiger's Jaw. Um, yeah. So before I play it, you can catch me on social media tweeting about Troy Sivan um, at Rebel Hearts Girl. Uh, I have an email address, which is rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. I'm really crappy at answering emails on it. As of lately, I'm really sorry. I'm going to get backed into it. Um, I read everything you guys write. It's just uh, responding just takes effort. And I obviously haven't put any towards that. So I will get back to you guys. I promise. So keep sending your emails. Keep sending suggestions and songs and ideas and everything. And I promise that I'll get back to you. And I promise that it's being read. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram where I've been posting a lot of music on my Instagram stories. So that is Sam is socks. Um, I just recently cleared a lot of stuff out and, um, yeah, it's been really nice. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there for whatever reason, uh, because of word vomit. Um, the Facebook page, I don't really update very often. I'm not going to lie, but definitely like it on Facebook because, Eventually, I'll do something with it, but it's facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. And then, of course, I have a website which has everything that I just said on it, including the web store, which is rebelheartspodcast.bigcartel.com. And the website is rebelheartspodcast.com. So thank you guys so much for being super cool and not really noticing my hiatus, but also not really saying anything about it. So it's been really awesome. And last month has been really great. And I'm looking forward to the future for once. So um, I will see you guys at the front. Here's Tiger's Jaw. Coming down slowly, coming down slowly. Watching the Shut me out. Let me down slowly. Let me down slowly. Fragile mind will break into a thousand parts. After all this time, still. Like all my 